guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So in conclusion of this week of the study of Come Follow Me, we're going over to Mark chapter 9, and I love this little story right here. Like this whole chapter is awesome. It reiterates the whole Mount of Transfiguration experience uh, that was in Matthew chapter 17. And here we are now as Jesus has an interaction with this gentleman right here, a good father of a child who is possessed with, it says, a dumb spirit. We don't know all that means, but this kid is having convulsions, seizures. I, I don't quite know what it would be the equivalent of it today but he is just struggling and the dad just takes him to Jesus. He's like, I don't know what to do with my son. So Jesus in verse 21 says, uh, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And the dad said, of a child. And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I'm sure many of us as parents have said that phrase before. It's like, just help me out here. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me with this child. Verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, with a little semicolon there, help thou mine unbelief. I love that statement so much because I think it illustrates how many of us feel. It's like, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Elder Bednar said this in conference. He said, he may have believed in Christ generally, but not believed in him specifically or individually. I think that's a great statement. It's like, you believe that Jesus can do all things, but do you believe that he can help you out? So the question is this, is it possible to believe and yet still have some doubts? I absolutely think that is true because I don't think it's as binary as you believe so you never doubt again. Now, I think we're constantly working through that. So with regards to this message, I don't think, in fact, I know, I can't teach this any better than the way Elder Jeffrey R. Holland taught this back in a talk called Lord I Believe in 2013. What I've done is I've taken Elder Holland's talk and I have clipped it down to share three major principles that I think will help you and I as we are navigating the same balance of Lord I believe, help thou mine unbelief. So go ahead and watch this. Now with this tender scriptural record as a backdrop, I wish to speak directly to the young people of the church. Young in years of age or young in years of membership or young in years of faith. One way or another that should include just about all of us. <laughs> Observation number one regarding this account is that when facing the challenge of faith, the Father asserts His strength first and only then acknowledges His limitation. His initial declaration is affirmative and without hesitation. Lord, I believe. I would say to all who wish for more faith, remember this man. In moments of fear or doubt or troubling times, hold the ground you have already won, even if that ground is limited. In the growth we all have to experience in mortality, the spiritual equivalent of this boy's affliction or this parent's desperation is going to come to all of us. When those moments come and issues surface, the resolution of which is not immediately forthcoming, hold fast to what you already know and stand strong 
until additional knowledge comes. It was of this very incident, this specific miracle, that Jesus said, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. The size of your faith or the degree of your knowledge is not the issue. It is the integrity you demonstrate toward the faith you do have and the truth you already know. The second observation is a variation of the first. When problems come and questions arise, do not start your quest for faith by saying how much you do not have, leading, as it were, with your unbelief. That's like trying to stuff a turkey through the beak. Let me be clear. Let me be clear on this point. I am not asking you to pretend to faith you do not have. I am asking you to be true to the faith you do have. Sometimes we act as if an honest declaration of doubt is a higher manifestation of moral courage than is an honest declaration of faith. It is not. So let's all remember the clear message of this scriptural account. Be as candid about your questions as you need to be. Life is full of them on one subject or another. But if you and your family want to be healed, don't let those questions stand in the way of faith working its miracle. In this church, what we know will always trump what we do not know. And remember, in this world, everyone is to walk by faith. So be kind regarding human frailty, your own as well as those who serve with you in a church led by volunteer mortal men and women. Except in the case of his only perfect begotten Son, imperfect people are all God has ever had to work with. That must be terribly frustrating to him, but he deals with it. <laughs> so should we. And when you see imperfection, remember that the limitation is not in the divinity of the work. As one gifted writer has suggested, when the infinite fullness is poured forth, it's not the oil's fault if there's some loss because finite vessels can't quite contain it all. Those finite vessels include you and me. So be patient and kind and forgiving. Last observation. When doubt or difficulty come, do not be afraid to ask for help. If we want it as humbly and honestly as this father did, we can get it. The scriptures phrase such earnest desire as being pursued with full purpose of heart, acting no hypocrisy and no deception before God. In response to that kind of importuning, I testify God will send help from both sides of the veil to strengthen our belief. 
I said I was speaking to the young. I still am. A 14-year-old boy recently said to me, a little hesitantly, Brother Holland, I can't say yet that I know the church is true, but I believe it is. I hugged that boy until his eyes bulged out. <laughs> I told him with all the fervor of my soul that belief is a precious word, an even more precious act, and he need never apologize for, quote, only believing, close quote. I told him that Christ himself said, be not afraid, only believe, a phrase which, by the way, carried young Gordon B. Hinckley into the mission field. I told this boy that belief was always the first step toward conviction and that the definitive articles of our collective faith each begin with the phrase, we believe. I told him how very proud I was of him for the honesty of his quest. I love that talk so much. It's so relatable to you and I. Again, just a reminder here of what he just said. Hold fast to what you already know and stand strong until additional knowledge comes. It is so tempting to be able to just give up all that you know. Nope, hang on to what you know. As Elder Uchtdorf said, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith, right? Number two, what we will know will always trump what we do not know. And remember, in this world, everyone is to walk by faith. Then the third one, when doubt or difficulty come, do not be afraid to ask for help. And so I love that message and I love what it teaches here, you and I, when we are going through those same principles of believing the Lord, but not always believing that he can do it for us. I can testify to you that he can do it for us as well. He's very personal and works with us individually. We just need to work through that and remember the words of Elder Holland through this process. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.